Hi there, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 10th October 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Well, it's almost time to break out a light sweater in Hong Kong as our temperatures plummet as far down as 24 degrees Celsius in the evenings. It's the perfect time of year to go out for a walk after dark and maybe see some interesting wildlife. And while we're wandering about, we'll also be listening to this week's story from Jen about her adventures with Hong Kong's interesting wildlife. But first, as always, a big, huge thank you goes out to our local hometown listeners in Hong Kong. You're the best. Shoutouts also go to listeners in Dublin, Ireland, Taipei, Taiwan, and Stevenage in the UK. We love our international listeners too, and thank you all for listening. Today is October the 10th, and today is also the date of the October live show. If you live in Hong Kong, you may still be lucky enough to get tickets to the show, which has the theme of home, and is hosted by Edward Gunawan. The show will be live at the Fringe Club tonight, and you can get tickets, if there are any left, through the link on our website, hongkongstories.com. While on the website, you can also listen to past episodes of the podcast, see photos of our storytellers, find out how you can get up on stage, and learn all about our upcoming shows. All that in one easy website, hongkongstories.com. Today's storyteller, Jen, is no stranger to our stage. She's told some amazing stories over the years, but she started out the same way everyone else did. She came to a free workshop, and you can too. Check out how on hongkongstories.com and learn how to tell your best story. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now, strap on your hiking shoes, because from our July show with the theme of Wild Things, here's Jen. So, I have lived in the wild, untamed reaches of Hong Kong's territory, Chung Chow Island. Okay, maybe not wild, but there is more wilderness in Chung Chow than you'd find here in mid-levels. My apartment on Chung Chow was not in the village right around the ferry pier. It was about a 20-minute walk away on the other side of the island. A 20-minute walk along paved pathways that were lit at night by sparsely spaced tall lamps. But the tree cover was so thick that you needed a flashlight to avoid running into wild dogs. Well, to avoid stepping on their poo, mostly. But also to spot snakes before you got too close. In addition to the usual fauna of frogs and crickets and snails, Chung Chow has a lot of snakes. Cobras, pythons, bamboo vipers. Don't snort at me, there really are. (laughs) During the course of a year, I would spot maybe three or four snakes wandering around the paths. One time, I saw the dog that guarded the village house that I lived in square off against and take down a cobra that had slithered too close. The most trouble were the bright green bamboo vipers, because they would hold their ground. If you saw one of those, that meant that you had to back off and go around the other way, which might mean doubling your travel distance, just to stay out of their way. 
There is a small hospital on Changchao and the possibility of medical evacuation by helicopter if need be, but I never wanted to test the efficiency of any of those services. So I just kept a flashlight handy and was vigilant, especially at night. One night, I was coming in on the last ferry, having had a night out with some friends in Hong Kong Island. And as I disembarked, I got out my flashlight and headed home through the village. As I walked through the trees, I could hear the frog song, and the path was crisscrossed with glistening snail trails. And it was also slimy from that moss that grows after the rain. And I'll admit I was not moving as steadily as I usually do because I had had a couple of drinks. <sighs> There's a point just before I got home where there was a gap in the trees on the right-hand side of the path, and the rocky edge that ran down to the sea was enclosing a couple of abandoned small houses. From the path to that rocky edge, there was about a three or four meter drop, so a chain link fence had been put in to make, keep anyone from going over. Where that fence is, the path starts to slope downwards. I would always look up when I got to that point in the trail, because as the trees are left behind, the sound of the South China Sea moving against the shore becomes stronger, and the view always caught my attention. There's a little bay there, and you can see the lights of a few small houses twinkling on the other side, and in the middle of that shoreline, there's a temple peeking out of the trees. That's when I stepped down and felt something lumpy and round under my right foot. But I registered that too late and came down with my full weight, squelch crunch. I'd squashed a snail. Now, I had done this before, and I felt bad every time, but in this instance, I didn't have time to feel pity because my right foot, because of the slope and the slime and probably the drinks, started to slide forward too fast for me to regain control. Just before I ended in the forward splits, my left knee came down hard on the pavement, and I was pitched forward to the edge of the path. My forward motion ended in a cymbal crash against the chain link fence, and I hung there, gripping the metal, looking at the rocky drop below me. Something moved in the corner of my eye, and I looked down and saw my flashlight, which I'd thrown, rolling down the slope. As I peeled myself off the chain link fence, my knee started to throb. But much worse was the pain of the embarrassment. I was so glad that there weren't that many people living in that part of the island because nobody had seen me wipe out. I very delicately brushed the dirt off my knee and saw that I was bleeding badly. Fortunately, I was only five minutes from home, although I had to hobble pretty slowly that night, so it probably took more like 10. When I got home, I inspected my knee and saw that there was a deep cut where something had gouged me. Very carefully, trying not to cause too much pain, I used some tweezers to pick broken snail shells out of the wound. And I rinsed it out with water, and I wiped around it with rubbing alcohol, but I'll admit I did not do a very thorough job because it hurt like hell. A couple days later, I'd have to go and see a doctor because it would all get horribly infected. I have now got an expanded respect for all of Mother Nature's creatures. That little snail may have been small. I may have obliterated it. But that little fucker literally used every fiber of his being to try and take me out with him. I no longer focus my worrying on the snakes. 
I know anything out there can get you. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. Our storytellers are all amazing, but so are our hosts. Every month, one of our core members of volunteers, Hong Kong Stories is run entirely by volunteers, scout out eight storytellers and then spend hours helping them to find the best ways to tell their stories. For July's show, that person was Kristen, and thanks to her for all her work. If you like what you hear or you want to tell us how much you love one of our stories, you can always review us on iTunes. The music for this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. May your week be filled with kindness, compassion, and interesting but safe encounters with the local wildlife. <laughs>